You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us for week two of this new podcast. Um, Thank you to all who tuned in to our very first episode and made it a huge success. I got such incredible feedback on that first episode. So thank you for taking the time out to send me your messages and to send me um, all of your congratulatory texts and phone calls. You know, the encouragement really means a lot especially when we dare to try something new, to start all over again. It really can be a scary thing to step out on faith. Um, And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on this week's episode. I'm going to be focusing on the scripture of Deuteronomy chapter 31. Um, And it's, it's the scripture where... We, it's a famous scripture, actually, where we hear um, that, you know, not to be afraid, um, to be courageous. And I'll get, I'll get more into the actual verbiage of the scripture in the second segment of uh, this episode. But I want to talk about what it means, you know, to allow ourselves to step into the fear versus us not doing it, right? Allowing that fear to stop us from pursuing the things that we want, the the things that we're passionate about, the thing that we know God is calling us to do, but we've allowed um, the negativity of the world to infiltrate our minds. Maybe we have allowed others, you know, to get into our heads and to speak. Instead of speaking words of encouragement, they're speaking words of doubt, Right. And they're adding to the fear and the anxiety we're already, you know, fearing or feeling. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to as we head into the second segment. But before we get into that, I want to kind of just touch base um, and just take a pulse check with you to see how you're feeling this week. Um, And, you know, even though it's not a very interactive podcast in the sense that you can't call in you know, or have real time dialogue with me. But at this moment, I encourage you, right, to send me a message. If you haven't already dropped a comment, you know, on the podcast, you know, do that. And if you're listening on Spotify, I actually have a and a feature where you can answer like the question of the week, right? So how are you feeling this week? How can I pray for you this week? What are you um, believing in God for this week? Like, what is the blessing that you're praying for? So drop that either in a comment on Apple Podcasts or drop it in the answer of the Q&A section of Spotify. But I really want you to know that I'm invested in your faith journey. And so I want to pray along with you. I want to intercede on your behalf. So whatever it is that you're needing in this season of your life, do not be afraid to ask for it, right? And I think that that is the bigger 
message here that we have to get in the habit of asking God for what it is that we want him to give us, what we want him to bless us with, right? For some of us, it might be clarity. Maybe you just need, you know, clearer vision in this season of your life because you you're you need to make certain decisions, but you're not sure which way to turn, right? You're not sure if you should go down path A or path B um, or even path C. Maybe you have a multitude of options and you're just not sure. This is a season for clarity. You should be praying to God and asking him to reveal to you the path in this season, which you're supposed to take, right? Maybe you're praying um, for God to bless you with a child, right? Maybe you have been longing to be a mom and it hasn't happened for you yet. In whatever way um, that God wants that to happen, just ask him to bless you with the child that is meant for you, whether it is through your own body, through your your the, your own ability to birth a child, or maybe he has a different plan for you, right? Maybe your path is one of surrogacy or maybe um, adopting a child. There's so many ways to become a mom that if you allow yourself to be stuck by wanting it to happen in one way, then you're blocking your blessings, right? So you have to open up your mind and open up your heart and open up what, you know, what you're asking for God um, so that you can receive it. And it just doesn't have to be, you know, with motherhood, but maybe you're so stuck on receiving a blessing in a certain way that you are putting a limit on God. So maybe you just need to ask him, you know, to help you to believe bigger so that you can remove the limits that you've placed on yourself and that you're also placing on him. Um, and so I guess as we get into this week's um, scripture, I'm grateful just, you know, to be here, to be alive, to be able to do this and to encourage you um, in this way and on this platform. You know, I just recently celebrated my 45th birthday. And, you know, I tell you that the older I get, um, the more, uh, the more I step into myself, into my authentic self and, and, and into the self that I know God has created me to be. And I know that there are so many people who dread getting older, right? Because, you know, you get older and you get more wrinkly and, you know, it's not so easy to lose the extra pounds um, around the middle, you know, all of those things, um, you know, we get tired, our bodies are achy, like all of these things happen with age. And a lot of people want to hold on to their youth as much as they can. But I will tell you that youth is a mindset. Right. And so even though my body might physically be feeling, you know, the toll of getting older, my spirit, like inside my soul and my mind, I feel no different than I did when I was in my 20s, except that I make way better decisions now. Right. But like in my mind, I still feel like that same vibrant 20 something year olds. And if, if it wasn't for the gray hairs and if it wasn't for feeling tired all the time, um, no one could tell me that I still wasn't, you know, 25. Um, and, and I think that also a part of the reason that people dread getting older is because they've allowed the world to convince them of some imaginary finish line, right, that, that exists 
if we somehow haven't accomplished certain things by a certain age. Um, and, and I think that for us, right, if we haven't accomplished the quote unquote thing, whatever the thing is, that we believe that it's over for us, that there's no way we can accomplish the thing if we haven't accomplished it by a certain age. And I think that this is especially true um, when it comes to women, right? Because society tells us that we should be married by a certain age, that we should have children by a certain age, that we should be fully established in our careers, you know, by a certain age. Um, and I want to remind you that there are no time limits or expiration date for God's plan for your life. And so even though the world wants to rush us, right, and, and, and the world wants us to believe that things are over for us if it hasn't happened by a certain age, um, God takes his time with us. God doesn't operate on the same schedule or the same time frame that the world does. And, you know, and I, and I want to remind you that there's a danger in birthing a dream before it's time, you know? And I, and in this instance, I want to take kind of the analogy of, you know, a baby and the fact that it takes 10 months in the womb to fully develop before that baby can come out into the world and really, you know, live and, and survive. And it's important to remember that it does take 10 months because the world will have us believe that it only takes nine months, but it doesn't. It takes 10 full months and it's at the end of the 10th month that that baby is ready to be born, right? Because we're, we, we go for 40 weeks. It's not 36 weeks, it's 40 weeks. And if we think about the average, you know, number of weeks in a month, right? There's four weeks in a month on average. So that means that's 10 months. It takes 10 months for that baby to be born, um, and God created it, you know, specifically with a purpose and a plan because it takes time, you know, for the heartbeat to develop. It takes time for the baby's limbs and body to develop, for the brain to develop and the lungs and the heart and the respiratory system and, you know, and, and the blood, like all of it. It takes time. And so the same is true when it comes, you know, to our dreams and, and, and the plan and the vision that God has for your life. You can't immediately step in to the plan that God has for your life because he is developing you throughout your life. He is developing you with the different experiences that you have through the different situations that you are placed in, right? Because all of those things are teaching you something about yourself. And the hack is that if you don't learn the lesson the first time, you are going to continue to repeat the same experience until you learn the lesson that God wants you to learn through that experience. And so often we don't learn the lesson the first time, right? So often we are repeating and recycling experiences and situations through different people because we haven't heeded the lesson. And so if you find yourself, right, choosing 
the same types of partners, if you find yourself in relationships with the same type of people, but the only thing that has changed is how they physically look, then that should be a red flag to you that you have to make a different choice moving forward. You have to start doing something different because if you continue to choose the same type of people, you are going to have the same type of experiences. Like it's not going to change just because the person you're with looks differently. And the same goes, the same is true for like jobs, right? If you find yourself in the same type of job, expecting a different outcome, I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to have it. You are going to recycle the same experiences because you keep making the same choices. And I know that it's scary to make a different choice. I know that the easy choice, right, is the one that is familiar to you. The one that you already know what the outcome is going to be. That's the easy choice to make because doing something different requires you to step out into the unknown, And the unknown is scary. But that is where God wants to take you because when you go into that unknown, uncharted territory, right, it requires you to act on faith. It requires you to trust that God is going to be with you and that he is going to get you through that situation where you may not necessarily know what the outcome is. God is waiting for you to fully trust him so that he can elevate you and so that he can give you everything that you deserve, everything that you desire. But you got to start making different choices, right? And in this week's scripture, when we're looking at Deuteronomy 31, right? um, Verse 6 tells us, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid for it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you, right? And it's in there. In the Old Testament, right? This is this is what God wants you to hold on to, you know? And I know that there have been times when you have felt weak and there are times when you have been afraid because that is part of the human experience. We all feel that. I know that I have, right? And this week I want us to explore and discuss like how to be strong and courageous Through Christ. And from my own personal experience with God, I've learned that being strong is impossible in my own power. And so often, right, so many of us think that we can be strong on our own, but we can't. We can only be strong through Christ when we abide in Him, when we trust Him fully, when we're obedient to what He is calling us to do, even when we're afraid. I've also learned on my faith journey that being courageous doesn't always mean that you have to be fearless. Like, you are going to be afraid, right? And it means that with our free will, that we intentionally mobilize and deploy our faith as the antidote to our fear, right? So how... How do you stay strong and courageous, right? Maybe in this season of your life, um, you feel like God is calling you to do something, right? So what is stopping you from doing it? 
And chances are it's fear because fear is one of the most common things that holds people back from doing things for God. Some of us fear what others will think. Others fear the consequences of making a decision, right? Or taking a stance for God. And regardless of what that fear is, if it's left unchecked, the fear will stop you from doing what God is calling you to do. And one of the best ways to combat fear in your life is simply to push past it, right? It's, it's to recognize that it exists, to acknowledge it, but to also, you know, hold on to God's promise, knowing that when you choose to step into the fear and you choose to step into the fire, that he is going to be there with you, right? So what does pushing past fear look like? What does that look like? Well, it looks like you telling your friend that seems to be depressed about Jesus and his promise, even when you feel scared, right? It, it means that you are going to go out there and, and and preach the word of God and not preach it in the way that, you know, a pastor might preach it. But it's like going and, and telling people through your own lived experience what God has done for you and what he has brought you through and what you have been able to survive because you have depended on God and he has brought you through the fire. Right. It's um, deciding that. No matter what the enemy is telling you to do, right? You are, you're choosing to ignore that voice and fully step in to the thing that you're being called to do. Because when you push past your fear and you step out, you'll find that God will always come through for you, right? And, even, and if it's hard for you... Um, to, to recognize that this is the same thing I said last episode, I invite you to look at a time where you had no other choice, right? But to get down on your knees and petition God to get you through a trial, get you through a struggle, get you through the storm, right? And, I, and you need to hold on to that memory of the time that he got you through and let that be the proof, Right, That if he got you through that situation, he's going to get you through this. Even if you're afraid that if you step into what God is calling you to do in this season, that he is going to be there to help you. Right, Because what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our advocate. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Our helper. And as long as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are never alone. God never leaves you alone or without help. So even if you're afraid, choose to step out and do what God is calling you to do. If you do, even while feeling afraid, you will see that God will come through for you. So I'm going to end this segment here. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to just soak in you know, what I've said in this first segment of the podcast. And also I want to give an opportunity if you haven't already done so, get yourself a pen, um, pencil, a pad, something to jot down notes because in the next segment we're going to get into Deuteronomy 31 and we're going to look at it. We're going to see what is happening in that scripture and how Moses, right, is calling Joshua 
to take over for him as he's getting ready to retire, right? And, and how Joshua is afraid because Joshua doesn't feel equipped, right? And how many of us do not feel equipped when we are being called? So I'm going to come back right after this break and we're going to get into Deuteronomy 31. You're listening to the Women of Faith Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with me for the next and final segment of the Women of Faith Podcast, Episode 2. If you are still here, uh, then thank you. Uh, And at this moment, I'm going to remind you, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, please do so. And if you already have not left us a rating or a review or a comment, I encourage you to do so. If you, in fact, sent me a message on the last episode, if you DM'd me, if you emailed me, um, then just copy and paste that comment into the review section. It's that simple. It takes less than 30 minutes to just leave a word of encouragement that will let other prospective listeners know what they can expect to hear on the Woman of Faith podcast. So as we continue um, this discussion around Deuteronomy 31, right, that encourages us to not be afraid and to be courageous, uh, in this chapter, it actually opens with Moses retiring from his role that God had assigned him to, right? He is 120 years old and God at this point is telling him, listen, you need to retire. You are not going to be the one to take my people into the promised land. um, And I want you to pass the quote unquote baton to Joshua. Like Joshua is going to be the one that is going to take the Israelites into the promised land. Like Moses handled it from, you know, the the first part of it, you know, he was there to, um, help them, you know, kind of to, to save them from Egypt. And now as they step into the promised land, this is where Joshua is supposed to step in. Right. And Joshua to just give you, um, a little history on him. We first meet Joshua as an, as an Israeli spy, right? The tribes of Israel were about to enter the land that God had promised them, right? The land of milk and honey, right? In the old Testament, um, it refers to this land as the promised land. And Moses wanted to scout out the land to gain awareness, right? Of the possible dangers that might lay ahead. So Joshua was one of the men that was sent out to kind of go and and scope out the lay of the land and see what was happening, you know, in the promised land. So Moses sent in a team of 12 spies to scout out the land that they were about to enter. Um, And so if you kind of go back in the book of Numbers, you'll see um, that in Numbers 13, verse 17 to 20, it says, when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? 
do your best to bring back some fruit of the land. Right. So he wanted to he wanted to know what they were getting themselves into, like before they started, like their trek into the promised land. You know, Moses was a smart guy. He wanted to make sure that his people would be equipped with what they needed before they, they trekked out because they didn't know what they were about to enter into. Right. So when Joseph, I mean, when Joshua, uh, mind fart, <laughs> when Joshua and the other spies came back, one of the spies, Caleb, said that the land flowed with milk and honey. But then one of the other spies were not so confident. And he says, we went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The, Amal the Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So the spies saw the giants of the land. They were powerful people and they had fortified cities and it made them afraid, right? These weren't like weak, meek people that they were going to encounter. Like they had, you know, fortresses. Um, the people were strong. And so, you know, it, it made the men fearful. Um, and so they wondered, how can we go into the land? Like if we know what is waiting for us there, um, there is no way in our own might, we're going to be able to overcome these powerful people, um, you know, and it, and what was interesting about it, right, is that they had already forgotten everything that God had rescued them from with the Egyptians. Like they had just been rescued from Egypt, but look at how quickly they had forgotten that, right? I mean, and isn't that kind of a metaphor, for me and you, like when we look at our own lives, how quickly we forget all of the good that God has done for us, that we forget what he, he, he did for us. Um, and so when we try to forge forward and we try to step into a new dream or a new calling, we allow ourselves to be filled with fear. But we have already forgotten like everything that God has already brought us through. Like this was what was happening. You know, with them, they had already forgotten how God brought them out of Egypt, right? And how he had led them through the wilderness and how he was going to lead them into the promised land. Like he had promised them this, you know, and they didn't trust God to go before them. They were relying like on their own courage, on their own strength, on their own might. When God tells us you don't have to rely on yourself if you rely on me, Yet in their time of this great crisis, right, they were trying to use their own self-reliance, right? But Joshua and Caleb were different, right? They were not having any of it. They were not allowing the, the negative thinking or the limiting beliefs of the Israeli people you know, to distract them or to keep them from the land that God had promised them, right? And so as I read um, from Numbers 14, verse 6 through 9, um, 
Joshua and Caleb remind the Israelites of God's great protection. So here we go. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. So Joshua knew that God was with the Israelite nation. And that was what gave him great courage. It gave him the courage to lead the nation of Israel into the promised land because Joshua was relying on God and not on himself and not on his people, not on Moses, not on anybody. Joshua was relying on God and his reliance on God gave him the courage to lead his often outnumbered soldiers into battle after battle against the stronger opponents, relying on God to deliver victory after victory. And Joshua's reliance on God gave him the strength to inspire a whole nation. And so I I wanted to kind of just focus on on this story a little bit because it reminds me that when we are facing our own battles, if we surrender to God and put him first in our lives, he will go before us and he will fight our battles for us. And I know that it can be scary sometimes to face certain battles, to face certain situations and feel like there's no way out, right? Some of us may be battling an illness, right? I know so many people that are battling cancer right now. People who are battling depression, who are battling anxiety. Some are struggling with self-esteem or with um, feelings of unworthiness. Or maybe the battle that you're battling right now is one of divorce, Maybe it's a custody battle. Maybe you've lost your hope and faith and you can't see a way out of your current situation. You can't see how God is going to replace whatever it is that you've lost. Maybe you've lost a loved one in this season. Maybe you've lost your relationship, right? Maybe your relationship has been broken and you're dealing with betrayal, right? Um, But what would happen if you stopped trying to make things happen your way and just gave it all to God? What would happen if you humbled yourself, if you got on your knees, if you submitted all of your needs to God? What if like the Israelites, you let God go before you and fight your battles? Will he not destroy Everything sent to destroy you, right? Deuteronomy 31 verses 6 through 8 tells us, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord himself goes before you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Like that is what the verse is telling us, right? And and it's important to remember that being strong and courageous doesn't mean being disassociative or being detached or being disconnected from reality, right? Because God calls us to be aware. He calls us to be alert, to be fully alive, right? But what it means is that we give it to him, right? That we're not so distracted, you know, by it that we don't recognize that we're in it. Like we are, we're human, right? And God doesn't call us to be happy all the time, but he calls us to trust him all the time, right? Because even Jesus wept, right? Even Jesus grieved, He experienced real human, genuine emotion. So we're not destined by God to be trapped in toxic positivity. But he does call us to cast our anxieties on him because he cares. You know, and I I just want to share that there's plenty of times when I cry. There's plenty of times when I am worried and I have doubts, you know, and I grieve my losses But I cast all my anxieties and fears and grief on God because he cares about me and he cares about you, right? So really, it's about allowing yourself to process your life, like all of it, the good, the bad, right? The the moments of happiness and joy and the moments when you're weak, the moments when you're having fears, the moments when you're having doubts and insecurities, right? But it's also about being able, you know, to be strong and courageous in Christ, right? Because over and over again, in both the Old and the New Testament, the message is clear. God does not want us to be afraid. He wants us to have courage, courage that comes from relying on him when the angel gabriel appears in the bible his first words are do not be afraid when david defeated goliath he was relying on courage that came from trusting god daniel had the courage that god would deliver him from the mouth of the lions nehemiah relied on god to give him the courage to rebuild the walls of jerusalem When Christ first appeared to the disciples in the upper room, his message was, peace be with you. So how do you face your fears? How do we deal with the giants in our lives? We take a lesson from Joshua. He was a man of great courage, a man who drew his courage, his strength from the Lord. We can't slay the giants in our life, not by ourselves. Like you can't do it by your by yourself. You can't do it in your own strength. And Joshua knew that. So he relied on God to give him the courage he needed to overcome his giants. And you need to do the same. All the self-work I've done throughout the years is what has allowed me to step into this calling and help other women, right? Process their own emotions, their adversities, their traumas, pain, right? All of that by facing their reality and reaching out for God's help. 
and finding sacred peace and comfort and joy in an intimate relationship with Jesus, right? Because on my own, there's no way I could have overcome all that I've overcome. It's only been through my unconditional dependence on God that I have made it through. And so I want to remind you that obedience is a choice. Listening to what God is calling you to do is a decision that you have to intentionally make. Right? So back to Moses, right? When Moses knew that time for him was running out, he gave a charge to Joshua saying, Now... What I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. And he knew that it wouldn't be too hard for him if he trusted in the Lord. Because God had a bigger plan for Joshua. He wanted to use Joshua to bring his people to the promised land. And as a man who knew his days, possibly even hours were numbered, Moses gave it to Joshua straight and he told him like obedience is a choice. It's a decision that you make, but you have to recognize that with obedience comes a blessing with with disobedience comes difficulty. And that's why so often when we disobey God and when we do our own thing, when we think we could do it by ourselves and in our own way, that is when we encounter difficulty. That's when we encounter struggle. That's when we encounter heartbreak, right? It's when we continue to make the choice that we want to make instead of making the choice that God is telling us to make, that we continue to repeat the cycle. We continue to repeat the same heartbreaking situations Because we refuse to follow the path that God has set before us. Right? So for a moment, I want you to think about what God has said in relationship to your own life. Right? He told Joshua in Deuteronomy 31 verses 6 through 8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? And so you might be thinking, well, isn't that an Old Testament promise? Right? Like how does that apply to our lives today? And it's true, this was the first time God had ever made such a promise. But he repeats the same promise in the New Testament through Jesus. It's a promise that Jesus made to his own disciples. And that fact that Jesus made such a powerful statement and promise frames like our lives in an entirely different perspective. Right? Jesus told his disciples, do not be afraid. He kept reminding them of that. And he kept reminding them that in their life, they were going to encounter trouble and struggle. But through him and through his life, he was the way. He was the truth. He was the light. And so I want to remind you today that obedience is a choice. Nobody forces us to do anything in this life. Like every opportunity that we encounter is an opportunity to make a decision but with every choice comes consequences so as in Moses day our response should be the same 
simple obedience, following the promise that God would be with them, right? And he said that their response would require three things. They were to be strong, they were to be courageous, and they were to be fearless. And Moses gave a promise which enables even us to do this. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, and being a follower of Jesus is a walk of faith. It's a decision that we make, a choice which is marked by simple obedience to what God has called you to do. It is also one which at times demands courage and fearless action. Not saying that you can't be afraid, but it means that you are still going to act and you're still going to do and you're still going to follow through on what God is calling you to do even when you are afraid, right? And it's the knowing that God is with you when you make those tough decisions. And when you can hold on to that truth, when you can know that the Lord is with you, it makes making those tough decisions a lot easier, it also relieves you of a tremendous amount of uncertainty. Just trust in God. Trust in his plan for your life. For he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Because God continues to unfold his plan day by day. In simple obedience to him. As we let him work through us, accomplishing his will and purpose for our lives. And as in Moses' day, obedience still requires the same thing. For you to be strong, for you to be courageous, and for you to be fearless. And so as I end this week's episode, I want to leave you with this message. I don't know what it is that God is calling you to step into in this season. But I encourage you to be strong, to be courageous, and to be fearless in following the call. Be obedient to what God is calling you to do. And remember that he is with you. He walks right beside you. He will never leave your side. He will never forsake you. If God is calling you to it, he will equip you with what you need to bring it to life. He will open the doors. He will connect you to the right people. He will remove the people from your life that are uh, distracting you from where he is calling you. And he will equip you with the resources, the skills, the mindset, every single thing that you need to be successful. So get out of your way, your own way, and step into the path that God has set before you. Until next time. Stay faithful and remember that you were created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.